0: This is Kari Gale.
1: And this is Tony Krizz.
0: Welcome to the Pilgrim Loss Podcast, a space for those who wander and wonder. Boom. Boom, I see the red button. There it is, recording. Good morning, Tony.
1: Good morning, Kari. So nice to see you.
0: It's lovely to see you.
1: Um a lot going on. A lot going on.
0: A lot's going on.
1: Uh, finishing up the hundred day project. Congratulations!
0: Yeah, today is my last day officially. Yesterday was the end of the hundred days, but I'm since I'm painting, the day after Christian posts her writing. Right. Today is my official last day, so I'm pretty excited.
1: And for everyone listening, Kari just informed me that yesterday was the last day. I had no idea. I was, I, I was still fully in trying to come up with another idea for a story for today mode. So now I get to I get to transition and celebrate yeah my, it's my celebration ready
0: uh, yeah yay, yay. well we passed it It all if you blinked you missed it i'm going to celebrate longer than that i think i might have some sort of like cocktail tonight to celebrate i think that's Ooh. what
2: i'll do Ooh, yeah. cocktail mm. exciting
0: mm. i know this is that those are my exciting moments of COVID. is the afternoon cocktail tony i mean
1: and then um everybody we just love you so much thanks for all your feedback uh Oh, I got, I got this really sweet note. Oh, I wonder if I can look it up really quickly.
0: Ooh, look it up. I also got a really sweet note from a, a, a listener I saw on um, Instagram that one of our followers, um, and I don't, because her name is, it's sort of masked because of the Instagram, but um, I think it's, do I say, is it Marcy? Okay, I'm going to totally screw this up here, but.
1: This is, this is great radio.
0: I know. We're like looking things up as we, as we talk. Anyway, she finished the hundred day project, her hundred days of Spanish. And, um, it was awesome. I was, she was, she was saying that she had felt like she could actually engage in learning Spanish in a much more like when when travel opens up again, she felt like she had a better foundation to be able to, to, to speak. And so she had a little picture of whatever, whatever app she'd been using. Yeah. So, congratulations.
1: I got, I got congratulations. So, I got this note on Messenger. It was just a picture of an open journal book, like a journal with handwriting. Yeah. And um, and it's from this lady, Catherine Mansfield, who I love and I've known forever. And uh, and I'm staring at the picture. Well, our last podcast was called "Observe the Jellyfish," and it's notes. She's like took notes, like quoting. Oh so like wonder. quoting you and quoting me on, in her journal, things that we said. I'm like I can't even imagine that what we say is valuable enough for someone to quote. Or, but she's got quotes, like literally with little quotes around them. Like, oh, oh. Car said, blah blah blah. I was
0: like, it's really sweet because we joked about that. We were like, you were like, bring out your it pen. Well, that is so awesome. Yeah. I feel I I that's very uh, I'm I'm sort of I don't know flattered isn't the word, but just that thank you. That's yeah. very meaningful.
1: Yeah. So one other quick note: um, we're taking August off. So we're not going to. We're not going to podcast during August. We're going to. We're going to actually repost a couple best of because we're just wrapping up our first year, our first full yeah. year of podcasting, and um, this has really been a fun journey with all of you um, being a part of it with us and sending us notes and sharing. Uh, the podcast with your friends and we just really appreciate that and so but we're going to take we're going to take a little holiday for the month of august and then finally um our theme of this month and what observed the jellyfish was about is was is re-entry this idea of the world reopening and how do we handle that as pilgrims as people trying to be whole and unified and harmonious beings on this planet and unfortunately our schizophrenic culture Keeps claiming it's going to reopen, and then and then not, or sort of. I mean, uh, I just feel like we're stuck in the birth canal.
0: Oh I mean, my god, that's a great that's a great metaphor. I oh.
1: it's unbelievable, and um, so and that and that you know, being being quarantined has a certain sort of stress and trauma attached to it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Coming out of something like when you when you come out and you're having to like reengage your old life that has stress and trauma in it and then we're in this third place this this unbirthed place where we have both of those stresses simultaneously and then, and then this unknown thing in the middle and all those things are happening and um and it's just I mean you, you were saying before we we pressed record car you were just saying like how how yeah over-
0: you know it's just interesting because not only is COVID happening but I feel like as I've been connecting with family and friends, not only are, are, is there the stress of quarantine and there's the stress of possible infection, I just feel like so many people's lives are just being, they're being sideswiped at every turn. And totally. whether it's an injury or an illness that has nothing to do with COVID or some you know, emotional trauma, like there's just things being piled on top. It just feels like everything is super heavy and, um, and there's yeah. no end in sight. And so that's the challenge. And as we kind of come, you know, we come, come out the door, we go back in, we come out the door, we go back in. It just, it's just, it's, it's sort of, um, groundhog day. Yeah. It's groundhog day. And it's really, um, the the psychosis is, is it's getting to me and I think it's probably getting to everyone. Right.
1: Yeah. So in light of that, um, uh, I've invited, I've invited maybe, maybe the wisest voice I know around these sorts of things. A incredible human being is going to join us, and um, she is actually on the Zoom call with us right now. Everyone, this is Paula Gamble Grant. Hello,
2: Paula. Hey, hello. Hi, Paula, to both of you.
1: So really quickly, um, Paula is the founder and executive of an organization called Refresh, and she does spiritual care, counseling. Um, she's been doing it for over three decades, traveled the world. Um, she's a writer. She has some materials on her website, which is soulrefresh.com. Is my that right? Soul refresh. My, my soulrefresh. that you can check out. Um, and she wants to help. She invites people to slow the F down.
2: On her website.
1: <laughs> uh, go to her website. That's and right. I
2: actually I actually thought about changing my website to that. I'd probably get more hits.
0: <laughs> <Probably>. Slow <laughs> the F down. Slower the F down. Yes. Yeah. Compelling, so, actually.
2: It is, isn't it? Well, I've heard mm-hmm. you talk about it, Kari. I think on some. So the first time I listened to you guys, I was a- actually out walking. Oh. And I was out walking in the wetlands here in La Center, and, which I do frequently um i actually feel like god said to me my greatest contribution to the kingdom of being a good human on this planet is walking Hmm. and um that makes it hard to know how to live life and make a living (laughs) like how do you make a living
0: walking word sister oh my gosh yeah i do have to tell you something really funny though yesterday so I won't, I won't go into details. I'm still dealing with my back issues. And just late, the latest iteration is that I have to walk really slowly or I get this nerve pinch. So I'm walking really slowly. And I was like, you know, those moments when you're like, I just need to slow down. And I'm like, not this slow. This is not the slow that I was looking for. I was like, maybe I shouldn't be asking for that anymore because... Uh, You know, whatever, whatever it is, it's just like, okay, now you're going to be walking at a snail's pace. And literally, I was shopping yesterday and I think everyone just was looking at me because I literally was walking so slow. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, but could, could we, could, could that be like a vocation walking, right?
2: Man, I wish. So have you guys read um, Thoreau's essay on walking? No. I I have not. Okay, go go Google it because it's really fun. You know, he he and both is it John Muir talk about saunter being really um, saunt being saint and terre being the land or the earth, and so a saunter is a holy walk. Oh, the I etymology that. of that word. And so Thoreau writes about it. John Muir writes about it. And um, so I like to say I'm the chief executive saunterer of Refresh. That's my, um, all the best things happen when I take that, um, when I literally say it is part of my vocation to walk. And, um, I remember the first time I heard that I was on a Franciscan hermitage retreat and we were encouraged to go play in the woods because, you know, it's very Franciscan, go out in creation and enjoy and um, I heard this kind of inner, Polly, your greatest contribution is walking. And my immediate thing was, I don't even tell people that. Um, especially, you know, at that time, having donors kind of invest in my nonprofit work and like, would you please give me money <laughs> to go walk in the woods? And that's gonna make the world a better place. Like, I just, what do you do with that? But I know for me, if I don't. So, all that to say, the irony was the first time Tony said, Hey, Paul, you know, Peach, take a look at this, um, listen to this. And I just, like, oh, I love this. I, just so everything you've done is so resounded in my soul. And like, right on. Kari, when you talked about. St- you like pilgrimage because it's it slows you down and expands you like you you talked about that uh, probably multiple times but yes 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 so keep doing what you're doing it's fantastic love it
0: I, I, would you be offended if I took on the idea of being a saunterer as well and became a cheap saunterer? <laughs> no. I think everyone not. should become a saunterer. I love that. I had right? heard that connection before, but I, it's been a while since I'd been reminded of it. I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: And, and supposedly what Thoreau says, two things. One, he says, some people have a special dispensation to walk, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and and you guys, you and myself, we have this special dispensation now. I do not go 10, 12 miles a day, Tony, Chris. I might go three around, you know. Where can I go in the center? This <laughs> very different. But um... I'm, I'm right
0: there with you on the three and four right now. Yeah, that's yeah. a that's a that's a reasonable amount for me. Tony just isn't another sort of walking world. We he, just have to he put is, him he in a different space.
2: <laughs> yes, we're not worthy. <laughs> <laughs> but the you know, so special dispensation to walk, but he said it came back in the day when people did do pilgrimages, right? They did do the right. holy walk to wherever. And the people would see people on the pilgrimage and they'd go, Oh, there goes a holy lander. There goes a saunterer because they're walking to the holy land or the holy place, and so just I just have kind of embraced that. This my walking is holy; it's holy. So,
1: Paula, when I um when I talked about being stuck in the birth canal, did that did that register with you as a yeah. concept that? both collectively we're going through as well as individually
2: Mm -hmm.
1: could you talk about that for a second
2: yeah so um uh yeah i think there's ongoing births in our life there's ongoing conversions ongoing growth i always think of the tree rings tony that you talk about which maybe you could bring up but nobody wants to be stuck in a birth canal, right? Like, we want, we don't want to be stuck in an intermediate stage. There's a great quote, um, one of my favorite quotes, uh, by Pierre Teilhard Chardin: above all else, trust the slow work of God. We would rather skip the intermediate stages, you know, we want to get to the end without delay, but we can't and and we have this weird place imposed upon us that feels like we're st- i that it, it nailed it and it also reminded it felt what i felt in me <laughs> was um that's what the last 3 years of my 3 years of my life it felt like as i mm. this is the week that kicked off us beginning to have to start caring for my parents mm. And my mom with dementia, my dad who does, you know, she died in April, and he's in a foster home. But at the beginning of that time, I just went, I'm stuck in this birth canal. I can't birth into the world what I've been created to birth. My parents have interrupted my life, you know, the pandemic, like so. I'm feeling the akinness to that right now when you just said that. Um, but always said at the beginning of that journey, whether I said it or, you know, there was just this inside something, uh, this is not here to thwart me from becoming fully alive. Like my parents weren't to thwart me. They were the means by which I would. And I cursed and... (laughs) you know, shook my hands at heaven, and at parents, and, you know, systems, health systems, um, stuck, yeah, stuck in the birth canal, longing to be on, it is the liminal space, I think you guys have talked about this, it's like, I'm stuck between what was and what is, and, it's a weird place to be. In so in anthropology, this is this is what I learned in my cross-cultural training. We're rounds from roundsville and we really know how to be round. And then we go to Squaresville. And we never fully become square. And we we bang up against being square. But when we come back home, we've never become square, but we're no longer round. And the pandemic to me has been like Squaresville. We didn't go anywhere, right? We haven't left to go anywhere, but Squaresville got imposed upon us. Mm. And there's this idea for me, I just keep thinking about, I hope, I hope, I hope that all the things like you guys have said that I'm gleaning and want to take with me, Re-enter if I ever can re-enter, <laughs> if it ever does open up, um, to go, I'm, I won't be round anymore. I, mm. I hope I'm not. Mm. I hope I'm not. I hope the slowness and the cooking meals at home... I don't know. I just hope I hope there's change. I hope I'm not round. I hope I am more fully alive, right? I hope the pandemic doesn't thwart me from growing, but it's the means by which I will.
1: Right, because it's not just like getting through a hard time Mm -hmm. is good for us. You know, it's somehow good for us. But actually, the state of being off balance provides opportunity Mm -hmm. that wasn't there before. Is that correct?
2: I think so. I think it, it... How do I... I loved working with people coming home from being in Squaresville and coming back no longer around. Like when I worked with teams coming home, they'd gone off and done some work in another culture and they're coming home doing re-entry. I loved it because they were so disoriented. Mm. And they were so like... I don't think I... would Like, what's wrong with God? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with my faith? It it doesn't look like it used to look anymore. And it's just, you know, and they're disoriented. And that experience was so good because all these little boxes that God was in and they were in and what they thought life was about, you know, they just got... Not not, not a Tony Kriz, I like to intentionally throw things in and blow things up and, you know, do that little thing you do. But life itself does it all the time. And so I just, I think I love to sit with people who are disoriented and help them slow the F down, um, pay attention. I feel like my number one job as kind of a spiritual care person is helping people learn how to pay attention. And learn to kind of test what is does stick my toe outside of the box that's no longer there. Or, you know, like the box gets blown and I love it when the box gets blown. Because people get to doubt and people get to question and people get to do things they've never been allowed to do. Or, you know, when I have a client who sits down with me and says, I don't think I believe in God anymore. And I, And I say, "So you know, how's that impacting your everyday life?" And this guy says, "Oh, I just feel more present to every moment, and I have this deep peace and like described everything you and I want." And I just kind of go, "Well, isn't that great that he could say, "I don't believe in God anymore." Which really, I think was, I don't believe in the God of my growing up box. Um, yeah, so.
0: I think that the, the interesting thing about the idea of that, that deconstruction is just what you were talking about, like the the... The idea that we can sit down i mean i very I have a very similar background probably to that that gentleman you're talking about, and for so 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 long, I did not allow myself to ask questions, and um, I was very eager to please and keep things in status quo because that was what was comfortable and I am a person who likes comfort, I will admit it it is it does not serve me, and so when my you know, crazy upending world happened, which was my divorce. I had to ask questions because everything had blown up. And so it, it wasn't like I wasn't choosing to ask the questions. The questions just happened. And in that space, that was the first thing that like allowing myself to say, I'm in a question. I'm living a question. I'm living this doubt. I'm not choosing it, but it allowed me to be able to start to think about things in a different way. And that was like the cracking open of the first part of my my own personal deconstruction of how I'd been brought up. And so I think the that disorientation, even though you're spinning, you're like in a wave, you know, that's taking you, if you've ever been in the ocean, you know, and a wave will take you out and you just, you don't even know which end is up. And so you're trying to find that, that like, where which direction am I going? But in doing so, I don't know because I was in so much pain, I actually gave myself more grace. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, like I'm in pain and I can't do anything right now. So whatever it is that's moving me through this. And that was the other thing I was thinking when you were talking about that, that stuck in the birth canal, like the thing, even if you don't have answers, what feels, feels um, positive. is just some movement. Like, even if you're like, I'm not out of the birth canal, but I'm moving towards, the exit, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's. I think the thing that for us is that's been in this particular space of COVID. That's been so disorienting is that, is that, that back and forth, right? There's. It's not like we're stuck and we're slowly making our way. It's like we're stuck, yeah. and then we're like, oh, now I'm back again. Like I'm, I, I might have moved, but now I'm back, and so. In any space, in any 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 transformation, like if you can, if it's it's not like, you know if it's a straight line where you're like okay I'm on the way up I'm I'm doing this but the, the back and forth I think is what's really throwing all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, do you when you are dealing with that with in counseling do you find that being a challenge for for your the folks that you're working with where they're like if they're moving and they're having positive direction then that's awesome but finding themselves back moving backwards do they do you experience that
2: oh gosh yes and um, you know i think the reason they people seek me out is because it's so disorienting when you're moving backwards right mm. you're you're like go i thought i was making progress and now i'm questioning everything i thought was true everything I thought I believed in, everything I thought of who I was, everything I thought I was supposed to be doing, right? Whatever life-precipitating event that brings that forward, brings that question. And, hello, Benny, kitty cat walking through the picture. Um, So, it's probably something we just need to go, this is normal. Like, sometimes you go, this is just normal. And there's, there's one author who talks about, like, growth, spiritual growth, and says our greatest um, growth is often discerned as backsliding. Like, our greatest growth is where we ourselves are saying, I'm not doing it right. I'm backsliding. I should be doing more. I should be doing different. And then the heap load of shoulds comes on, um, which a good practice in life or re-entry is don't shoot on yourself. Seriously. No, seriously. <laughs> seriously. It's a, it's a language of shame. And yep. instead listening for what you want and what you need and how my own particular soul, uh, is, is created to be in the world. And yeah, so it's very normal. It's more normal than we talk about. I think if we talked about it, like sometimes if I get a group in a room together and I ask them to rate the state of their soul and describe the state of their soul, the top three words that come up are tired, exhausted, and overwhelmed. Mm top three words now some people are more poetic they'll say my soul feels like pond scum I'm being hushed by grapes you know at, at the end of my rope I mean these are a little sad to say you know these people doing really good work in the world um saying they feel like pond scum um but when everybody says it out loud in the room and I and and they hear each other and go oh I'm not alone right so you guys getting to you know say your own like travails with the pandemic. I think you're just helping the nerve of oh I'm not alone. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not the only one feeling stuck in a birth canal. <sighs> just, it's good to not be alone.
1: You said you said earlier that one of your primary goals with people is to help them become more observant is that how you said it
2: to pay attention to pay
1: attention so how do how do we cultivate that how do we cultivate Mm. paying attention
0: slow the f down i was like besides walking really (laughs) really really (laughs) slow the f down
1: and don't (laughs) shit on yourself got it
0: that's
2: right and and, okay so julia cameron artist way the artist way right a very spiritual human formational book. Love it. One of my favorite quotes of hers is, our quality of life is in proportion always to our capacity to delight. And delight always comes when we pay attention. And attention always heals us because we become connected to whatever we're being attentive to. So really, it is slowing the F down, pausing, not hurrying, smelling a flower, looking into the eyes of your pet um, or or human, (laughs) Um, finding and engaging in things that you delight in. I just love the idea of delight. The, the the new phrase I'm using in in my own life is just unhurried delight. Mm. I want to do everything with unhurried delight, and delight demands me to stop, notice what what is seeing that. Like even now, if you were to, if you're sitting in front of a window and you could look out a window and look at something that draws your attention. Like I'm seeing a tree with, <laughs> it's blowing in the wind and it's wispy and it's free. And it, you know, and I just like, oh. and it delights me. I, and so it is probably learning to create intentional pauses. Um, um, that's a. Uh, I have a. I have a twenty-one day free online course. That's one week of pausing, one week of paying attention, and one week of playing, right? So every day there's a new little activity to help you learn how to pay attention.
1: That's but a nice specific uh, application.
2: You yeah, you can't do it without pausing. Though you can't. You can't pay attention without slowing down.
1: So if somebody wanted to get that, that resource, how, where would they go? How could they, how could they get that? Can
0: I just provide a link? Can I get a yeah. link from me and I'll yeah. post it on, on yeah. the, on the, on the page? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Is that the 21 days to unhurry up your hustle?
0: Uh-huh. Mm. Which of
2: course the irony is if you actually do it in 21 days, you're hustling too fast.
1: <laughs> Great.
2: But, you know, I was trying to be kitschy with my marketing and
0: hey, we all gotta do it. We all gotta do it. <laughs> I think the, the word hustle is so interesting too because it's become such a standard phrase in our vocabulary. And mm-hmm. I mean when I talk about work, I say I have a lot of hustles and mm-hmm. not just like work or vocation. It's just it's it's hustle is the word. And people just use that now as an interchangeable word for work. And mm-hmm. it just you know it it puts a picture in your mind of someone basically running around like a crazy person. You're just hustling, you're doing, you know, getting it done. And um, so I I hadn't really like thought about the fact that that has now just become normal, a normal part of our vocabulary for work. And it's interesting because in COVID, almost everyone that I know, their side hustles, because we call them side hustles when it's like, we have multiple side hustles. No one has any side hustles anymore because all of the work is shut down. Like I used to have a side hustle doing events for weddings and yeah. that's all gone. So my hustle got removed from me, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which is causing the slowdown. And mm-hmm. um, I also think the idea of this idea of the hustle, we so much like hang our hat on our, our identity, on what we do and what we hustle to do. Yes. And And so the idea that some of these things are being stripped from us is also really disorienting. So not only are we in these different spaces feeling stuck, but for example, if I think of myself as a traveler, or even now with my back thing, as a walker that I could walk long distances. And so I'm shuffling around, around my house, you know, (laughs) like nothing of my identity is the same and it's causing this shift in me. And being able to identify, or I guess I, I wasn't really aware until these last few weeks, or months, how much of my identity was based on my either what I did or my hustle or the things that I, you know. And that's also I think really profound for people right now as they start to lose those things.
2: Mm. And and I, I just personally I think the pandemic. This is you know I know it's evil and difficult and hard and. Uh, it's a gift in so because of what you're talking about, Kari. It's a gift, like so. So, Thomas Merton 50 years ago said the greatest disease in North America is busyness, but busyness and hustle are a symptom of us not living in. I, I think if we all lived in what I'm going to call our true self or our authentic self or fancy Fluton Latin imago Dei self where God and I are, you know, who I was created to be, I wouldn't hustle. When I know I'm delighted in, when I know I'm loved, when I know, uh, this deeper sense of who I am, my identity is not tied to being something or doing something, except being beloved and delighted in. I don't hustle. I don't have to prove anything. I don't have to gain control. Um, and I know I'm in a. In I get busy when I feel defensive, protective, jealous, comparative, competitive. Go one up, go one down. I'm not in that grounded, delighted in place. I'm in a, I'm grasping um, instead of living without grasping. And so I think the gift of those layers being taken away from you, Kari, in a way of saying, yeah, that is, that's not me. Even if I can't walk, I am a saunterer at soul. What does that mean? Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. And, And so to me, like the whole thing of why I started Refresh was to help slow people down. That's not the end goal. Because the busyness is a symptom of me not believing I'm, I would say, me not believing I'm loved. Right. be living in the parts of me that are striving for approval and striving for control and striving for security and i can tell the difference you know when to i be guess, worthy, when to I be worthy to
0: be valued
2: yes yeah yep. to be seen and understood and valued and desired and all those things and when i can learn to let god be that for me or me for myself, let others love me in that way. Um those all of those things I've, you know, my emotional programs for happiness and coping mechanisms, I don't I I don't need them anymore. Now I don't live that way 24-7 for sure. (laughs) But I'm at least noticing when when I get frenzied, I go, ooh, something's off. I wonder what I really need here
0: so and which the opposite is instead of instead of pushing through you slow down
2: yeah right i was raised with the pull up your bootstraps and just take a deep breath and go and i have done that you know i've spent probably the last 12 13 15 years intentionally going a different pace intentionally going against that that natural conditioned inclination
1: A couple last month we had, we had Paul Young on, on the podcast Mm -hmm. and he, I, I don't know if I got this from him. I'm not sure where he got it from, but he always says the opposite of more is enough. Mm -hmm. And um, this quarantine is an incredible opportunity to practice enough when everything, everything is telling us it's not enough. Like Mm -hmm. we, we, I want it back. I want more. Mm -hmm. And uh, the reality is, um, can I experience enough in the midst Mm -hmm. of this? Mm -hmm. And um, Paul, I think your, your call that the ultimate problem is we just don't believe we're lovable. We just don't believe that we're loved. And because of that, we we have, we have this desperate dissatisfaction that drives us Mm -hmm. and the clawing, the clawing for more. So,
0: mm-hmm. okay.
1: Car, you got anything to wrap up with? This has been so lovely.
0: I know. I just want to go take a walk with you, Paula. Can we do that sometime? Oh like, man, be like, the no, slow, slowly with masks on. <laughs> well, if you come up to
2: the center, you know it's a whole different universe. I, I mean, I've popped down to Portland, and there's a fr- there's a whole different frenzy field down there than up here. But um, yeah, if you get up here, the wetlands are delightful. Mm. So I'd love that. Mm
1: -hmm. Paula Gamble-Grant, thank you so much for being with us. Again, mysoulrefresh.com, mysoulrefresh.com. Go on um, that 21-day book experiment that you've got for free that people can go there and check out. We really appreciate you. Kari, I always love being with you. Thank you so much for all your thoughts and for your honesty. And um, I'm just thankful to everyone listening that they're a part of what we're doing. So.
0: Thank you, guys. Thanks for being with us this year in this first season, and we're just really excited to take a little refreshing break and then come back with some new and good stuff in in September. So we'll see you then.
1: Alright, we're going to slow down for a moment. That's right. right, Slowing down. (laughs) Oh, here we go. All right, (laughs) Peace, everybody.
0: Thank you for walking with us. To stay connected, visit us at pilgrimlost.com Please comment, share, and respond.